All right, I want to. I have a little story I want to tell you. Larry goes to a revival and listens to the preacher. After a while, the preacher asks for anyone with knees to be prayed over to come forward to the front of the altar. Larry gets in line, and when it's his turn, the preacher asks Larry, what do you want me to pray about for you? Larry replies, preacher, I need you to pray for my hearing. The preacher puts one finger in Larry's ear and he places the other hand on the top of Larry's head and prays and he prays and he prays. After a few minutes, the preacher removes his hands, stands back, and asks Larry, Larry, how is your hearing now? Larry says, I don't know, Reverend. It's not until next Wednesday. In the voice of our pastor, it'll come to you. What did the veggie say? <laughs> that was good, Dickie Gang. <laughs> Okay, reaction, but fine. <laughs> okay, I got another one for you. What did the veggies say as they sat down for supper? What did the veggies say as they sat down for supper? I just want y'all to know that I, that Pastor G told me this was a was corny, but that's all right. I'm going to do it anyway. So, what did veggies say as they sat down for supper? One, two, mm, 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 mm. give up? No? Yes, I give up. Anybody else? Twin gave up. Anybody else give up? Give up. Okay. Let us pray. <laughs> oh, my God. Where is Deacon Bob when I need him? Where is he? Oh, there he is. Deacon Bob, Love take it. care of her. Take care Love of her. It. Love it. Thank you, Pastor. One more, one more. What do you call a religious owl? What do you call a religious owl? Holy hoot. <laughs> no. Anybody else? Y'all all give up? Come on, come on now. Come on, Agape. I know you know this. Come on, Agape. Don't let me down. Anybody? Anybody? I, Bishop I, said something, but I couldn't hear. Uh, what did she say? I said a couple things. A wise guy, a wise who? Nah. Nah. You ready? Are, are y'all give up? Anybody, you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Say yes. All right. Yes. It's a, a bird of prey. Oh, okay. It, say, oh, don't, encourage, don't encourage her, Sandy. Don't do it. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Sandy. <laughs> All right. What do you expect when you pray? But I want to go a little bit further before I want to get your response for those that would, that would like to share. Do you expect your prayers to be answered instantly? Because, you know, we live in an instant society where back in the day when our grandmothers were there and they sometimes it took them the whole day to prepare a meal. 
But nowadays, all you gotta do is go get that little frozen meal, stick it in the in the microwave, and it's done in a few minutes. Or do you expect your prayers to be answered tomorrow? Not tomorrow. Nor do you want to answer it next week, nor do you want to ask it next month because we live in an instant society. You, and definitely you don't want it even a year from now. Anybody would like to respond of how what they would expect when they pray? Bishop, were you saying something? Were you going first, Lady Day? Go ahead. I thought Bishop was saying something. Um, uh, when I pray, I expect that the Lord is hearing me. You know, I just, I just, I feel better when I know he's listening to me. I don't always expect that he's going to answer every pray, prayer immediately, but mm -hmm. I just feel better knowing that he's, he's listening. So that's what I expect when I, when I pray that, that he is really hearing me and caring about what I'm saying. Okay. Anyone else? Yes, amen. Um, when I pray, I I expect, uh, I guess it's depending on what I'm praying for. Like if I'm praying for somebody, uh, mm -hmm. a, can a cancer or illness, I want that thing, I want it done right then and there immediately. But I got some okay. prayers that I don't know what it is. Like I, I don't seem to think that they can get answered like the ones I ask for healing. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> like, so I don't know. I, my expectations, I guess, on levels. And um, but but I do believe that he, especially when he answered the uh, the, the miraculous ones for me, he did one for me the other day. Somebody got healed, and um, and it blew my mind. And I was like, wow, I, you know. So I guess on me with me, my expectations is on levels. So I got to work on that. <laughs> okay, Deacon Dixon, don't preach my message, okay? How did I know? <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, I, uh, like my dad said, it depends on what on what I'm praying for. But I would like to be in timely fashion. I don't want it to be too long. <laughs> Whatever okay. I'm praying for. Okay. Anyone well, else? Oh, yeah. I, I've been saved long enough, and I've lived long enough to know that my time is not God's time. But I have seen him work. And then also, because this is a spiritual warfare, um, I also have to learn and grow as I've gone through this. But I have seen my prayers answered. And then, as the song say, how I got over it, what I mm -hmm. thought took a long time. When I look back over it, it mm -hmm. wasn't that long. And I learned while I was going through waiting for my prayer to be answered. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, Sister Sandy and Deacon Dixon are not to respond anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Anybody else before we go on? Okay. Do you know that prayer is a powerful weapon? And a lot of people, as we were always talking about, a lot of people, they wanted their prayers answered right now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, definitely not even a year from now, but they wanted it answered right now. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before your presence this morning. We come with bowed down heads and humble hearts. Father, we look to you who's the author and the finisher 
of our faith. And Father God, we just want to thank you for just another day. Now, Lord God, I'm asking you, Lord God, that you would remove self out the way, Lord God. And I'm asking you, Father God, that you would speak through me, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that your word will be glorified, Lord God, and that the people will be edified, Lord God, and that Satan will be terrified, Lord God. I pray that you will hit the ground that it's supposed to hit, Father God, and that the saints will be blessed. Lord God, these and all the blessings I ask in Jesus' name. For Christ's sake, I pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's find out what prayer is. First of all, we got to find out what, what prayer is. A lot of us have different perceptions when we pray. Some of us look at prayer as a way of protection. Some of us look at prayer as a way of talking to God. But what? is prayer. Prayer is asking and receiving. It's talking to and with God. It is making our requests known unto him. First John 5, 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence we have. In other words, this is the assurance that we have in approaching God that if we ask anything, According to his will, he hears us, as Lady D was saying. She likes to know that he's hearing her. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know, we know, we know that we have what we ask of him. Prayer is a powerful weapon. Prayer is a solemn request to help our expression of thanks that are, is addressed to God. Prayer, did you know, is an act of worship. Prayer brings us into close fellowship with God, admitting our need and our dependence upon him. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in God and lean not on thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy passion. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Prayer is a powerful weapon. Then you say, you know, you're talking about weapons, and you're saying how prayer is this powerful weapon, but what is a weapon? In order to know what prayer is being a powerful weapon, we need to know what a weapon is. Amen. So a weapon is a thing designed or used for inflicting bodily harm or physical damage. Prayer, saints, is a powerful weapon. Ephesians 3.16 and Isaiah 26.3. What makes it a, a, such a powerful weapon? Hebrews 4.12 tells us that for the word of God, and I want to say it again, for the word of God. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That sounds like a pretty good, powerful weapon to me. And we as believers need to utilize this amazing weapon that was given to us by God. The weapon of prayer is powerful. A weapon, it destroys enemies. And we know like the policemen, they got to have their weapons. Or be Why? Because they want it for protection because against the enemy. They don't know when this enemy is going to come up to them and they may have their weapon. So they're going to have their weapon also. But did you know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood? 
Ephesians 6:12 a prayer is a powerful weapon and so why do we why do we all got to need the need to pray we pray because Jesus said men ought to always pray Luke 18:1 and one of the ways we get things is through prayer because it is our communication with the father now there are many blessings that we receive through prayer we receive the blessing of god waking us up this morning we received the blessing that when we woke up we found our home the same way when we when we laid down we didn't find our home on fire and there were some people that woke up this morning and their home was consumed by fire but when we found out that our home was not consumed by fire that was a blessing it's a blessing when we know we got the use and activity of our our limbs that we can go about doing our the daily things that we do that truly is a blessing just to name a few but there in fact are many blessings we miss out on because we didn't ask james mm. And be you know you know I always say in the morning you get up you pray and before you walk out that door you ask for God's covering when our children we send our children to school we're gonna ask for God's covering over our children when our spouses go out we want to ask for God's covering and you ever know something you didn't ask for that covering something dreadful sometimes can happen but when you ask for God's covering over them you're praying for God to watch over because we know why because prayer is a powerful weapon prayer also is a channel of power of power jeremiah 33 and 3 says call to me and i will answer you he also goes and says and i will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know of and you know we have our tvs and the tv some tvs have a hundred and something channels and some tvs may have a little bit more but and we know that we can turn those channels we go to the god and we turn down that channel we turn to something we want to watch and we look at it and say uh i don't want to watch this and so we may change to another channel well jeremiah 33 3 that is our channel that we can reach god no matter what we in buffalo new york we can reach God. We can build in Yaden, Pennsylvania. We're going to reach God. Over here in Germantown, we're going to reach God. Up there on Godfrey, we're going to reach God. Up there on Columbia Avenue, we're going to reach reach God. And the Dixons, as they're in their car, going to where they're going to go to. But they can still reach God. There's a channel they can reach God no matter where you at. You could be in Africa and you can still reach God. God, no matter where you at, you have that that channel for you is Jeremiah 33 and 3. Hallelujah. Now, now we know that Jesus, while he was in the flesh, he prayed often to the Father. First Thessalonians 5:17. Now, if Jesus, the Son of God, he needed to pray. A man that committed no sin. He was sinless, y'all. We should pray. We should pray. We should pray without ceasing. For prayer is a powerful weapon. So then we go and we say, well, so well, how do we do? We go about doing this. And I'm not, I know that you and God, we all know. But there's some that may not know. So we need to tell them how to do it. 
So we are to pray to our Father, which art in heaven, because he is all wise, he's all loving, he's all powerful, and he gave us a model prayer. So I would like someone to get for me Matthew 6 chapter and from the 9th to 13th verse. And when you have it, could you unmute yourself and read it for us? Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13. Anyone? Sorry, I'm muted. Sorry. Okay. Um, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. Mm -hmm. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Do you want me to continue, read the whole thing? Yes. For if, you, for if you have forgiven men what they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also, oh, will also forgive you. Oh, that's, that's not part of it. The okay. evil one. Thank you. And so this is the model prayer that God has given us. But when you go to pray, you just got to pray from your heart. You don't worry about, oh, I got, I, I can't pray like Lady D. I can't pray like Pastor. That's not the prayer God's looking for. You want you to pray from your heart. But we also know, you know, God sent us a comforter. He sent the Holy Spirit that helps us when we have difficulty praying. Romans 8, 26 to 27. And I'd like to share with you. A little story. Something happened to me, you know, some of you know about it a, a few weeks back when I got that big C scare, the cancer scare, and the doctors had took uh, 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 blood, some blood work. You know, little five cc's of blood that they take take from you, from you, it can tell them so much. We know that blood, blood gives you life, but also it tells a lot of things that happen. Well, anyway, and in 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 I went to the doctor, and he did this blood work, and he did this TSH, TSH which, which is a thyroid uh, sens high, hormone sensitivity test. And when he did it, the results were so high, it made him suspect that it was the big C, that it was cancer. So he wanted me to go and have this here other test done to confirm his suspicions. So I went to go have this test done. I had to take this radiation pill and then go back the next day to get all these pictures done that they had me laying on the gurney or stretcher, some call it. They had me laying on there for like 35 minutes and they had this. I don't know if anybody ever had a CAT scan and you go, and some of the CAT scans you go under and it was this here big machine. It's just going all around my neck and taking all these 50 million uh, uh Pictures. I'm just exaggerating when I say 50 million, but it took a lot of pictures. And then the technician came out, took me into a, a room. First, she said, oh, I'm going to let you sit in the room with these other people. Then she changes and no, I'm going to put you in a room by yourself. It's going to and you got to take another one of these here radiation pills. It's going to take an hour for this pill uh, to come back from the pharmacy. 
So you know Satan started messing with me, right? He started messing with my mind and started telling me that I'm in this room by, see, they put you by yourself. And, oh, now you know they're going to come and they're going to tell you you got cancer and you only got so many, so much to live. You only got six months to live. And he was saying all this stuff. But you know God always has a ram in the bush. And, of course, at that time when all these thoughts were going through my head, he calls me, but Pastor G, she calls me up and she would and she started talking. I was telling her how I was feeling. Well, you know she just got right into it and started praying. And and then she then after she finished praying, we were just talking, talking in general. And the time went by while I'm still talking to her. The technician finally comes back in. It didn't seem like it was an hour, but I guess it was when she came back and said, Okay, we, I'm going to take you into the room now, and then the doctor's going to be in to talk to you. So I told Pat, I got to go. And so when I went in the room, it took me another 10 minutes before the doctors come in. And then when the doctors came came in, it was like three of them. So I said, you know, I was like a little kid. I got to call my mother. And um, and so I asked, can I call? And they said, oh, yes, yes. But then I couldn't get mother. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So then I thought about, I had already asked my godmother if I couldn't get it, could I call her back? And she said, of course. So I called her back. And the doctors, they all introduced themselves and, and, and what they were. And then they went on to begin to tell me um, the results. Well, I want you all to know whose report we will believe. We got to believe the report of the Lord because the test was benign. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I thank and praise God. Prayer is a powerful weapon. It's powerful, y'all. You just got to believe because God gave us this weapon and he, this weapon, and he didn't give it to us for just, just for fun, but he gave it to us because he knew how powerful it is. And so then I went on, I started thinking, I was like, you know, well, you know, some people want to about, well, where, did, where should I go to pray at? The most important place that you can pray is any place where you can be alone with God. Matthew 6, verse 6. A lot of times we are, we are intimidated about praying in public, you know, because like I said, I don't pray like sister so-and-so, and I don't pray like brother so-and-so, and so I don't want to get up there and 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 look like and look uh, silly because I'm not praying. I'm not using all these fantastic fabulous words, which God is not looking at no fabulous words that you may be using to pray. And so then, I, so it reminded me of in Luke 18, chapter nine to fourteen, where it talked about the Pharisee and the publican. Now in that story, it tells us that in that parable, I'm sorry, it says the the Pharisee stood in front of others. To pray, and he began to tell God that he was better than any other person there, any other people there. That he said, "Oh, you know, I fast twice a week. I go and visit the elderly. I I go and help to feed the homeless. I pay my tithes, etc., etc., etc." Whereas the publican, he bowed his head and he prayed to God, and he said, "God." Be merciful to me, a sinner. Which one are you? Prayer is a powerful weapon. Now, let's talk about what the things that can hinder our prayer, because there are things that can hinder your prayer, saints. Flesh can hinder your prayer. Matthew 26 and 41. It tells that 
that flesh, that old flesh, can hinder our prayer. That flesh that gets in there and wants to take over, it can hinder your prayer. An unharmonious relationship between husband and wife will hinder prayer. Ephesians 5, 25 to 25. We know that Christ is the head of man and, and man is the head And then Ephesians 5, 22 to 23 goes on to tell, to tell us where the wife is to submit herself Unto her husband, you know, I know a lot of people don't want to do that, but that's what the word says. I didn't say it, so don't don't kill me for it. Don't kill the messenger, in other words. Unbelief will hinder your prayer. If you don't believe it, why pray? Why are you praying if you don't if you're not going to believe it? Mark 9 and 24. And then that old one that's selfishness. Selfishness is going to hinder your prayer life. James 4. And three, an unforgiving spirit, saints, is going to hinder your prayer. If you have an unforgiving spirit, when you sit there and you say, "Look, I, I forgive you, but I won't forget," but yet still with inside of you, still have that you not you haven't forgiven them. You're just it's just words that you're saying, but it's going to hinder your prayer. Matthew's five verses twenty-two to twenty-four. Known sin. Oh, my God. That's a bad one. Known sin in the heart. You know that you committed this sin, but yet you're still committing this same sin. And, but you're saying, oh, oh, God, please help me. Help me. But yet you're going to go back around and commit the same sin over and over and over again. I'm telling you, it's going to hinder your prayer life. Isaiah 59, verses 1 to 2. Psalm 66, verse 18. And James 4. 17. When you pray, you are to go to God in humility, humble yourself, and you ask him to reveal anything in your life that was not pleasing to him, and ask him to forgive you. Then after you did all of this, you are to judge it, you are to confess that sin, Call it by name. They'll say, well, Lord, I know I sinned, but yet you're not confessing the sin that that you did, that you have committed. Confess it. It says confess it. Call it by its name. Let it know what your name is. And then you then you give it over to God and forget about it. And then you ought to pray in all simplicity and earnestness, believing that God will hear and answer your prayer. A powerful because prayer, as I said is a powerful weapon. And last of all, I want to say, does God answer all our prayers? I don't want you to unmute yourself before I go on and, and tell me, do you think God answers all your prayers? Anybody that wishes to respond? Yes, I believe he yeah, does. Yes. 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 Okay, y'all can stop. I don't need y'all to go anymore. Okay. <laughs> Yes, see, see, yeah, he does. See, I forgot I was talking to a God. Yeah, so God does answer all our prayers. And the Bible is filled with answered prayers from Genesis to Re Revelation. We know about David, there was Hannah, there was Sarah, Esther, and there was and there are many, many more that we could go on and talk about Ruth. And all there were their prayers were answered. And Jeremiah is again. 
33. Now, sometimes that answer is immediate. When we think about Peter, when he walked on the water to go to Jesus, and as he began to sink, he started, you know, he was, oh, he was just on top of the world. He just walking on that water, and he just knelt, oh, 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 oh. But then when he took his head down, he took his focus off the Lord, he began to sink. And he had to call out. He prayed, God, save me. Save me, God. And the answer was immediate. And we find that in Matthew's 14th chapter from the 22nd to the 31st verse. Prayer is a powerful weapon. Now, sometimes the answer could be delayed. And delay is caught as according to his will. And remember a couple of weeks ago when we were preaching on, on and from John the 11th chapter from the first to 44th verse where we were, talk, we're preaching on Lazarus and how Mary and Martha had sent this note to, to Jesus and wanting Jesus to come right away because their, their brother was, was dying. And they needed God to come stop what he was doing and come to their rescue. But God did not come. And why he didn't come? Because the Son of Man had to be glorified. Prayer is a powerful weapon. Now, sometimes the answer is no. And you know what? We don't never want to hear that word no. I have my granddaughter who is going to pre-law. She goes and tells me, I don't like when somebody tells me no. And I want to tell her, well, I think you're in the wrong profession because there are many times the judge is going to tell you no. And so sometimes God is going to tell us no. But he always accompanies that answer with peace, Philippians 4, 6 to 7, and with grace, 2 Corinthians 12th chapter from the 7th to the 10th verse. Prayer is a powerful weapon. Sometimes the answer may be different from what we expect. You know, we may have asked God, I need patience. Lord, give me patience. But instead of God giving me patience, he gives me tribulation. And I'm like, well, Lord, why are you giving me tribulation? Why you got me going through this when I just asked you for patience? But yet you got me going through all this here turmoil now. Why? Because tribulation worketh patience Romans 5 3 and sometimes God has evil as he answers as you already said yes God answers all our prayers not according to our wishes or how we feel that he should answer it but it is according to his perfect will because you see God, he, he knows, already know what you want. He knows what, before you even, even said it to him, he already knows what's in your mind. He knows every head that's numbered on your head. He already knows. So he's going to ask you according to his perfect will. And in my conclusion, we can expect God to counsel us through prayer. We can expect him to lead us and guide us, like I told you in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But my challenge to you is to know that God will answer your prayer, no matter how long it takes. No matter what the answer is, you can expect to have a deeper and close relationship with him if you choose to want that. You can expect God to always show up when you call him. 
You can expect to experience love. You can expect to experience peace. You can expect to know that God will abide in you and you can abide in him. You can expect that God to give you joy, joy, joy in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your tribulation, in the midst of your turmoil, in the midst of your heartache, in the midst of that cancer scare. Hallelujah. You can expect God to give you patience. You can expect him to give you understanding when you don't understand. And we don't always understand everything that's going on in our life. But you can expect God to give you understanding. Because you remember, we got Jeremiah 33.3. That we can call on him knowing that he will answer. Hallelujah. Prayer. Prayer, prayer is a powerful, it's a weapon that God has given to you. Fulfill that weapon, use that weapon to your glory. Use that weapon at any time anything happens, just use that weapon. I had to use that weapon when I went to walk Trish because I was told to walk Trish three times and my legs were saying like, no, you can't. No, you can't. But I had to remember that weapon that I could use. And I had to ask God, God, I want to walk him. So God gave me the strength to walk her. And God answered me, gave me the strength. I couldn't believe my legs did not hurt as I was walking her. And we walked from all the way from, from where the Fagans live all the way to um, Ogon's Avenue and all the way back around. God let me do that. And I know that it was nobody but God that would do that. Hallelujah. Our Father, who art in heaven, how low will be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory 
Father God, we come 